In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Hey! It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is going to, I don't know, roll your ass! Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that is MDK all effing day. Um, I mean, you can clearly look at me and see that that ain't true. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Tried to I take my job from me. and I think, I think we both clicked me in. We crazy. sure did. <laughs> What's um, going on, man? Well... Couple of things about how my night went. Um, I watched the very best pot or the very very best uh, pay per view you can watch that starts with a match with PCO and ends with a match with Nick Cage. Now, that doesn't sound like that would be a good pay per view, but it was. It was pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying when you start it with PCO and you end it with Nick Cage or Nick Gage. You're not in love with where you're at, but anyway. Um, and this week, I hear that somebody wanted to get their ass rolled by Warhorse for stealing his fucking line and putting it on another podcast. The cheating horse that they are. So yeah. let's bring him up. What's going on, JLB, <laughs> the cheating whore? It goes good. It goes good. Can't complain. I saw bits and pieces of GCW's event as well. Um, I took a Claritin and uh, a Reactin, rather, and it messed me up a bit. So <laughs> I saw bits and pieces, but from what I saw, it looked uh, it was pretty decent. Uh, so I'm excited to see it in full, since you guys are saying it was uh, pretty exciting. I, well, uh, I'm shocked to hear a Jeff Jarrett match was exciting, but you know, uh, no that that one there. I can't was... speak for the Jeff Jarrett match. I actually skipped it. Yeah, the okay. Je- here is two things. A nothing against Effie. Um, but anytime you introduce Jeff Jarrett into a match, I go, uh, and B, it was really fucking short. Oh, okay. Um, the promos were long though. Holy shit. Yeah. The promos before were long and there, there were actually some really good, uh, packages before it. Um, but the, the actual match itself was pretty short, uh, and and thankfully so because I mean it was Jeff Jarrett. I don't the, know. Uh, I don't. I don't know why they gave him. Great. Which one? The brass ring match. Yes, I, I was going to say um, what one of the things to to talk about at least on that is um, we Sorry. we can we can kind of uh, give. Uh, uh, AEW a little bit of crap right now for this because um, they had a grab the brass ring match a little over a year ago or so 
And we all gave him crap for the comically large, like, looked like a, a hemorrhoid donut brass ring that uh, had to be grabbed. And it was, wasn't it, wasn't that the match that um, uh, Leo Rush started in? I can't remember for certain. Anyways, regardless. No, well, uh, Leo Rush wasn't, when you're talking about AEW? In AEW, yeah. Leo oh. Rush wasn't even there. For this match, because it, it was a ladder match and he debuted in a ladder match, but it might not have been the right one. I, I'm, but no, not but, entirely certain. Yeah, definitely not, because Leo Rush wasn't even in AEW, and Leo Rush technically wasn't in this one either. So, no, he wasn't in this one. But the thing I was, I was saying is the comically large brass ring, and this yeah. here had a lot more appropriate brass ring, and it actually looked like a brass ring instead of fucking like an inflatable donut. Well, it was so. just too big. I feel like AEW's was too big, whereas this one was like decent sized and wasn't over exaggerated either. So, mm-hmm. but that was fun. And minus the botches, there was a few botches that was kind of like okay. Um, but you know, I get it. It's an indie fed and stuff happens. But at the same time, if you're gonna promote it to the world and get people to pay for it at twenty four ninety nine. Uh, like the ladder, the the whole um, one with the ladder where you stack the guy on top of the chair and then put a ladder over him. Him going up that ladder and then like just flobbing off was a bit much. Like I was like, uh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, if if you saw the um, alternate camera angle from a move, uh, just a little bit before then, he took a huge uh, accidental bump. Uh, like it was, it was a botch. Um, just by, I think that his bell rung. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause he definitely seemed already still dazed. Definitely still seemed dazed. So what's wrong? I don't know. And that's, I think that's probably what happened there. All I'm going to say is the electric chair. With PCO jumping off the top rub with a ladder. Mm-hmm. Gold. <laughs> P- PCO jumping off the top rope is... PCO's always entertaining. I Some people think he moves really slow. And, I mean, he's fucking 60 almost, you know? I, I he, And the way he's treated his body, he, he has a right to move a little slow. But uh, He's uh, 60. He's, in, he's, uh, he's bigger. I'm not going to say in poor mm-hmm. shape or 60 because he's in really great shape. Um, and he moves better than a lot of other bigger guys. But this this thing was They're just make him different uh, in Montreal. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> when they're French Quebec, you know. Yes. Man takes care of himself, so you know can't. Uh... He's probably one of the only guys, technically. Rougeau couldn't uh, do what PCO does. So. <laughs> oh, maybe he could. I don't know. Rougeau's, uh hasn't done anything in a hot minute. So, uh, but yeah, no fun pay per view. Um, um, and I and I looked it up. The person that debuted at the AEW brass ring was Ethan Page. I knew yeah, I there knew there was a a debut at it. I just couldn't remember who it was, but it was Ethan yeah, Page. Definitely wasn't Leo Rush. No, I know wasn't Leo Rush. Leo Rush wasn't even a thing yet. Uh he he joined just a few months later because it was a revolution. Uh and he joined in it was May and he joined in July, I believe. And then mm-hmm. quit and retired. Right. 
and then exactly. came back, and then <laughs> is now leaving again. Yep. So on February fourteenth, you can start booking him again. So yeah. I mean, in fairness, he's not leaving because he's fired, and he's not leaving because he retired again. He's leaving because uh, Tony Khan's decided not to extend his contract. And frankly, I don't really blame him. Uh, and it comes to this. It's not that I don't like Leo Rush. The match tonight proved that Leo Rush, Rush can fucking go. Is that I don't know if Leo Rush's attitude was a good fit for AEW. No, that's it. He kind of just does whatever he wants. Uh, that comment, although granted, uh, Soul's comment was uh, a bit misguided, but so was Tony Khan's. Um, and then Leo Rush had nothing to do with it uh, either. So, you know, I, I get it. He's a black wrestler at that company. Uh, but at the end of the day, Unless you want to leave the company, I wouldn't open your mouth because guess what? Swole wasn't there anymore. So Swole is going to say what Swole is going to say because she doesn't she doesn't care. She's not there anymore, right? And and uh, we, we talked about the Swole thing. There's there's issues with the Swole uh, thing that I think we've talked about ad nauseum. And so yeah. – um, but in the end – it's uh he spoke up and and you know if he if he had his his right to say whatever he wants but in the end it it just didn't fit I, even even before that he really didn't seem to fit in with AEW like from reports i have he wasn't like hanging out with the locker room backstage and 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 being one of the team there he would just show up he'd do his shit and he'd go and that's fine <clears throat> but AEW kind of prides itself as being basically a family. And as a family, you've got to, you know, get along and you've got to kind of hang out with each other and do your thing. So, so, but anyways, the match yeah. itself. Yeah. Match, so, so, uh, uh, Leo Rush was originally supposed to be part of the grab the brass ring ladder match and was a late scratch we didn't know why they didn't announce why uh <laughs> until later we found out why um so the ladder match was supposed to be pco versus alex cologne versus tony deppen versus leo rush versus jimmy lloyd versus jordan oliver um and in the end there was a substitution and then a seventh man added to the match and you'll have to forgive me i'm not super familiar with gcw usuals this is the first gcw pay-per-view I've, I've taken the time to really sit and watch live right so i don't know the names of the two other people that were put in there but we were talking well i don't know why leo rush wasn't on it mm -hmm. uh, and then later in the match that was supposed to be blake christian versus jonathan gresham for the ring of honor world title it was announced jonathan gresham couldn't be there they didn't say why there's lots of speculation going online as to why whether it was COVID or or an injury or whatever we don't know right but uh he wasn't there and so who's gonna be his surprise replacement surprise it was leo rush and i gotta be honest with you it might have been a better fit for blake christian than jonathan gresham you i don't know if a better match i think a better because... fit style wise have having watched jonathan gresham and everything leo rush Versus Blake Christian, their styles meshed really, really well. Really well. 
Um, and I think this showed off Blake Christian better. Now, Blake Christian, uh, if you don't know, was in NXT for a hot minute. Um, Literally, a hot minute. Just... Yeah, he had four televised matches. Four. On and gun. Yep. Um, I think he was actually there in like the performance center and stuff for like a year or two. Um, mm. But when he uh, when he got fired, he wrestled four entire matches. Um, what was his name in NXT? Trey Baxter was his name in NXT. And he had four matches in the breakout tournament last year. You remember when they had that, and and in the end, I can't even remember who won, but I think he's gone now, too. Um, uh, so, uh, so he never really got a chance to show what he could do on NXT, and it was nice to see him given a chance to shine here. And he shined really oh. well. It was a really good match. There was um, a moment where he was doing, and I, I actually messaged you guys about it, and where I was watching it considerably behind Smurfs, so I had to skip quite a bit of stuff, but um, I just caught a part of it where he did a kip-up, and during the kip-up, while he's getting up, he did an enziguri to Leo Rush that caused Leo Rush to be able to do a flip. Now, I'm not saying Leo Rush couldn't just do the flip on his own, but hit the enziguri, and then landed still the kip-up on his feet. So it was a spinning kip up in, in Zagari. It was fucking incredible. It should be a finish move. <laughs> uh, Carmelo Hayes was the winner, and he actually is still with NXT. But he beat Odyssey Jones, and I don't know if Odyssey Jones is still with NXT. I think he is. Um, but yeah, Trey Baxter beat Joe Gacy and then lost to Odyssey Jones. So two of his matches were the breakout tournament there. Um, anyways, but this was a lot better of a a show off of what Trey Baxter, aka, could do. Blake Christian could do, right? Um, and I I don't know if he would have gotten quite the same match out of Jonathan Gresham. And this isn't a knock against Jonathan Gresham. No, DFA, but I know he doesn't work at that pace. He doesn't work at that pace. He's he's a he's a technical wrestler. He's a stretcher. Um. And and I don't think it would have shown off Blake Christian as well. So I think this was a better match for Blake Christian uh, to show off stuff. Um, but so pre-show, we had a six-way scramble that got to show off Grim Reefer, who's a, a ECW slash GCW original sort of guy. Alex Zane, who was pretty impressive. Dante Leon, Nick Wayne, Jack Cartwheel, who was kind of funny. And Ninja Mac. Um, and then there was prior to that, there was a pre-show battle Royal and I don't even have the list of the participants because it's not even been updated on cage match yet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'll have to see if I can find it somewhere else, but it, it was a, they were both fun matches. I think I would have probably enjoyed them, uh, more if I was more familiar with GCW just in general. You know, uh, but in the end, that's what we're going to get. We're going to get more familiar with GCW over the because I, I really think GCW is going to be around for a while. We're going to see them for a while. If this is 1996, 95 and 
AEW is the obvious WCW, and WWE is still the obvious WWE. GCW is the obvious ECW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah ECW like had better camera work. Well, <laughs> well and I feel like God, Impact yeah, is still I, the, I, the number I, three brand. I take offense to that. If you go back and watch some of the early ECW ones, the 1994-95 ECW ones, their camera work was shit. Um, and so so I do not think you are correct there. Uh, okay. But that was part of their whole aesthetic with, with ECW, is they were down and dirty, and their camera work was handheld. No, and it wasn't but after Barely Legal, not true. Because after their first pay-per-view, they really upped their camera work game, though. Because they were still down and dirty, they were still hardcore, they were still whatever. They only had a few cameras, but the cameras that they did have worked. I'm not a fan of how GCW... I love the fact that they have different cameras, but uh, it's still a bit... Even some of their like high-aimed cameras and whatever, and I get it, they're starting and whatever, yeah. but it's I, just a personal preference for me. I really I, can't I'm, get into the matches. I'm, I'm still saying that I take... I take issue with that. I do not think their camera work, ECW camera work was better than this. I'm not saying this was great. I'm saying I think we look back at ECW with rose colored glasses and we like to think it was it was all sunshine and roses back then. And if you go back and you watch those tapes, uh, they're really, especially early ECW, they're really rough with their camera work. Um, yeah, they but they're more better. zoomed into the wrestling. I don't know. They it's... got better. But mm -hmm. uh, but you also got to remember, it also was in standard definition at the time, right? So so that plays into it. You can't compare camera work from 1994 <coughs> to, to now because of just the, the nature of the camera. What we hold in the palm of our hand now was this big, was huge back mm. then because it was all on tape and there wasn't digital and it was all in standard definition and and wires everywhere and and so there were a lot of changes there but i i still like i say i think people like to give ecw a lot of a lot of a pass for for things that were definitely issues with ecw back in the day um but but again ecw didn't get to where they were on camera work that wasn't no one cared about the camera work on ecw what they cared about on ecw was the ring work and the 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 package that it was um uh we can't hear you da fabe just so you know <laughs> nope can't hear that, that's because i was choking to death and i forgot but the violence is what they the liked. violence that's the word yes they came to it because it was a dream um and so now like i said i'm not saying the camera work is great with this i'm my issue is with us putting the ecw camera work up on a pedestal in the day it was still pretty shitty um but this one there were a lot of things that i i i wasn't exactly impressed with not the camera work the camera work i was fine with but the presentation right they basically had no lower thirds so when entrance especially during the pre-show the kickoff battle royal and the kickoff uh, scramble you could barely hear the ring announcer say the person's name and then they come to the ring and there's no lower third telling you their name so i didn't know who was who nine times out of ten because i couldn't even hear it you know and needless to say i also had a three-year-old running around asking me questions everything so that played into it as well but if they if they were a little bit more invested in like things like lower thirds and stuff like that 
um, or or some sort of presentation for they had a screen behind the entrance. Um, so some sort of presentation for that with a name on it. I mean, heck. Uh, uh, I feel like they've Pro. had names before, though. They might have. So it might have been a choice for this, but it was a bad choice. I mean, mm-hmm. Zello Pro, when they played in Podunk, Kearney, Nebraska, had graphics for... They didn't have a screen behind, but they had the screen up above that's from the hockey arena that they were in. Mm. And they had graphics on that for each of the wrestlers as they came in. So um, if Zello Pro can do it in bumfuck Kearney, Nebraska, uh, GCW can do it in Hammerstein. Right. Bums are fucked there, too. Bums are fucked there. You do not, if you are a bum, don't go to Kearney, Nebraska unless you want to get fucked. Unless unless you want to get fucked. I mean, then you go there. Yeah. You know, that's where you go. You but it, you don't get to choose the type of fucking. No, you don't. You, you got to be open for anything. Place. Yeah. This could be a bum fuck in more ways than one. And if that's your thing, great. Um, if it's not your thing, may, maybe maybe go someplace that's like consensual. Um, I, you know, I I do have issues with this pay per view overall. <clears throat> I know. JLB didn't watch all of it and everything. Uh, one of the things I had an issue with is the main event being the Briscoe brothers versus Matt Tremont and Nick Gage. And, and here's why I have this. And this is going to probably be a hot take. Some people might not like it. Um, if WCW had the, the tag team champions come out and have an open challenge, and then it was a thrown together tag team of two random wwe superstars uh the internet wrestling community would light them the fuck up over that they would say there why are they just throwing these two people together that's not a tag team i want to see an established tag team and then if they had them win it would be all over twitter and then they have them win on what looks to be a fast count what might have relatively non-high impact set of moves Mm -hmm. all of this stuff it would have been absolutely lit up, but the fact that it was Nick Gage and Matt Tremont, who are GCW top guys, everyone seems to be fine with it. And that's that's probably my biggest complaint with that, because I'm like, like, yeah, I get it. The only thing I can think of is that the Briscoe brothers being free agents are, hope, are headed somewhere else and they want to take the titles off them. But I still think there would have been a better way to have done that, especially considering they had a two-month-long build uh, teasing it being FTR potentially coming. You know, and then they just throw together this tag team of two people. Well, and I think some of that stems from not knowing if it's going to be Nick Gage or not because he was down with an injury for a while. And um, But, okay, Donald, fucking... I'm so proud of you for doing that. You didn't even notice. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. Uh, oh. I don't know. I, I have a tag team waiting in the wings. I would agree. But, mm-hmm. you know, have have some vignettes where, where, you know, Nick Gage is getting checked on by his friend or something, you know? And yeah. At least then you're building them being a team. That's my point. Is two months is enough time to make them seem like, oh, these two have been close friends forever. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't make them close friends, you make them longtime rivals, but, but oh, you know, they we're going to put things aside. Each other. 
you know, we respect and understand each other and the enemy of my enemy is my friend or something. I don't know. You know, or, or make make a whole thing with the Briscoes being like, you know, if we don't get a good challenger, we're going to take these and we're going to go somewhere else with your tag team titles. And Nick Gage and Matt Tremont can be like, we can't let them leave with our titles. But instead, it's just two months of, is it going to be FTR? Is it going to be FTR? And then suddenly, no, it's 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 Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. And, I mean, they're, they're fine. The match was fine. It ended in what... I, I almost wonder if they weren't trying to make it look like a screw job, but they didn't. Because, yeah. like you said, it was a sort of fast count um, after yes. a not particularly impactful move that made you think maybe it wasn't wasn't a, a, yeah. supposed to yeah, happen. It looked, it looked like it was supposed to be a screw job, but it wasn't. But but then they didn't have any like storyline play out. They didn't have the the Briscoes throw a fit on the side and be like, no, and they, you know that's what they didn't have the Briscoes spit at the CEO of GCW or whatever. You know, um, I mean there are a lot of things they could have done with it to play off if they wanted it to be a screw job. <laughs> they could have even had just the referee say that looked like it might have been a fast count, but they didn't. You mean the commentators? Yeah, the commentators. Yeah, excuse me, commentators. But they didn't. They just were like also hey, um, the awkwardly high amount of referee help in setting up. Uh, yeah, there, there were quite quite a <laughs> few times where, uh, like during the Ruby Soho match, the referee like literally helped Ruby set up a table at one time or the yeah. door at the one doors time. Doors on the chairs. Yep. Doors on the chairs. And then uh during during that main event, they were setting up a they had a door set up uh and um no, it wasn't the main event, it was the Moxley match. They had one set up and then they started to go to the top rope and they they kicked it out of the way and the ref stepped wait, wait. in and pushed Did it. Did I miss the Moxley match? Um it was right before the the Yeah, you uh, missed it. It was right before the uh, main event. Yep. Oh my gosh. You okay. didn't miss much. It was a decent match, but I mean, it was Moxley versus Homicide, and so yo know, Homicide, I, not to take anything away from him, but he's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. Um, and uh, Moxley is fresh back and fresh legs, and we they weren't gonna have Moxley lose, that's for certain. You know? No, I know. Uh, it's so. just the hardcoreness was stupid, and then he just comes in so quick and does his thing and bounces like it was not like. Uh, it wasn't a, what do you call it? Uh, it wasn't a, a squash per se, but it's just, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm into this whole, uh, I get GCW is all part of that hardcoreness, but when you have hardcoreness that has wrestling in it, it's cooler uh, rather than just, you know, a Nick Gage Vian- Bonanza. Moxley's kind of going that route when he does his GCW stuff. Just give me a little bit more wrestling, man. It's just, it's boring. I, don't, no I thought there was way too much interference in the in the Cardona match. I understood it. It it and I could follow being, the story. Yeah, but it was too much. Yeah, it ended up being a big kind of cluster uh, there. You know, um, and, you know, you had um, Marco appeared. Brian Myers appeared. Marco uh, Stunt. Marco yes. Stunt. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. Sure, okay. 
Yep, he appeared. Um, helped out. Uh, Brian Myers was Brian there. Myers um, appeared. The big dude. I can't remember his name. Uh, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Yeah. Um, Swoggle, I should say. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It was a big cluster towards the end. So. Um, and I. I don't know. Some of it was fun. I think the the cluster at the end kind of. Uh, took away from some of the impactful moments earlier, specifically um, uh, the the moment that I, I enjoyed was uh, Chelsea Green turning on uh, Matt Cardona and kicking yeah. him in the nuts and uh, Joey Janela, because that's part of the feud buildup was Joey Janela was tweeting out pictures he took with Chelsea Green and, and Matt Cardona was like, those are photoshopped you know mm-hmm. whatever and and so this back and forth and so when chelsea green kicks matt cardona in the nuts and joey janela starts celebrating and goes to go up to the top rope and then chelsea green turns on joey janela and matt cardona pulls the cup out from his i was astonished that wasn't used as a weapon um that that was a fun thing that i i thought could have been enough of a schmoz thing for the finish to be still believable but then you had swoggle and yeah you had uh i got i can't even remember who else who all was in well x-pop came out and x-pop yeah fucking. oh that's why you said sean waltzman i was like when did okay because i i i saw bits and parts of that match i guess i missed x-pop yes (laughs) x-pop came out at the end to try to save joey janela and uh it was Brian Myers yeah yeah Brian Myers and, and the, yeah I I think there was a little bit too much in that but you know the whole Vincent oh my god it's Vince and then you have the music playing mm-hmm. I'm like oh this is stupid <laughs> like you obviously know Vince is not gonna be there like why even make that a thing it was stupid it was a joke they had for whatever but mm-hmm. um but I'm just thinking here, like, uh, uh, Seven Gear Crew, which was Mance Warner and Matthew Justice, they wrestled earlier in the night. They were the team that the Briscoes defeated for the belt um, back in October. So wouldn't it have made sense for them to be the ones to challenge to get it back? That's it. Instead of throw together a team of... Because uh, you have to have Gage there. You know, Gage is back. He's ready. He's the GCW poster boy. He has to be in the Amerstein ballroom and all that. So, so you it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's a GCW, man. It's not a, you know. But, but my point is, in the end, if GCW wants to truly compete, these are some things that they're going to need to. Because I'm, I'm saying this now. If WWE did this. The same thing, Twitter would be just absolutely fuming, just exploding with people saying, "I can't believe, you know, WWE just threw together a tag team and had them beat their tag team champions." You know, yes. blah blah blah. And, and they've done it, and we've and they've blown done up it, about and it. we've blown up about it. And the fact of the matter is, I can fire up Twitter right now, and I can guarantee you, I'm not going to see anyone complaining right now about that. Because uh, it's a GCW event. It's no. not a company that has given you such legendary superstars uh, like Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Austin, and so on. We give WWE and AEW shit because they're on another level. They actually have writers and so on and a production team and I, this and that. I'm, That's I'm, why. I'm saying this. We This is all, all fun to say, oh, this is why, this is why, this is why. But in the end... 
it's a level playing field. If we're giving WWE shit for this, we have to be on the same playing field for other ones because I I didn't like it. I like watching Nick Gage. Um, I like watching the Briscoes. There's ways you could have made this better. They had two months of teasing online between the Briscoes and, and FDR um, that they could have had between the Briscoes and Nick Gage. Briscoes saying, Nick Gage, you, you get yourself a partner and come to the Hammerstein or whatever. Um, but they wasted it on this FTR thing. And then they just throw together a tag team. And, and in the end, if AEW did that, if if AEW had the tag team champions being, um, you know, the Lucha Brothers or whoever, and then uh, just threw together and they're like, oh, here's um, Ricky Starks and here's, you know, Sammy Guevara. They're going to team up. Uh, they're pillars or whatever. And... and win the belts on their first time out, we'd give them crap for it too. These are the things, if if you are wanting to be next level, if you're wanting to appeal to more and more fans, these are things that you're going to have to do. But I, we also cannot just softball them and say, well, they're, they're just GCW, so we'll let them do it. We have to hold them to standards. And so I, that's why I say I, I'm... It might be an unpopular opinion. I'll take it. Get in the comments. You know, that's fine. The, the, but... the thing I will say, that, and, and I think the thing that makes it right, and this is the only thing that makes it right, if you're not going to keep Briscoes around, if they're if they're obviously shopping a contract right now, mm-hmm. um, they can go lots of places that even if they don't fit well, they're, they'll still fit well because they're that good. Um, it... If you want, if you're going to draw eyes, which is exactly what Matt Cardona does, which is exactly even what Jeff Jarrett does, fucking stupid, which is exactly why you have John Moxley show up, um, which is why you put Leo Rush against uh, Brian Christian. Um, all of those things, if you're going to have people who bring eyes on it and Thus, you don't have the hardcore championship for Nick Gage. You don't have the world championship for Nick Gage. You don't have the mid-card championship for Nick Gage. Now you have to find something to put on your guy, who is the equivalent of Sandman in ECW. Mm -hmm. Or Sabu in ECW. He's a a guy that doesn't really work that well anywhere else. Um, Sandman and Sabu did not work well anywhere else other than a hardcore organization. Um, Sebu was okay in Impact. RVD did great Mm -hmm. in other places. Um, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer did great in other places. Um, Nick Gage is is the face of the organization that isn't going to pull the eyes in like the others do. And so having having a belt on him is not a bad move, but the build was done wrong. Mm-hmm. That's my thing is, it's it's all about the build, and that's what I'm basically saying is, if if WWE did the exact same thing, where it was the last of them, it's it's um, the new day as tag team champions, and they issue a, a open challenge, and then it's suddenly fucking John Cena and The Rock come out. 
and uh, tag team and beat the New Day. In well, that's not sus- a good example. Suspicious fashion. No, it's 100% because both of not those if people. you're picking John Cena and The Rock. No, it is because I, the internet wrestling community loves to hate John Cena. Number one. Number two, John Cena is the face of WWE just like Nick Gage is the face of GCW. Right? Um, and so, but here's the deal. In the end, the internet wrestling community would be yelling at, I can't believe they they brought these people in and tagged them up just to beat the New Day, a established tag team, um, in questionable fashion, and take the tag belts off them, right? I would be yelling about that, and I actually like John Cena. Um, I actually think John Cena gets a lot of hate that he doesn't deserve. But I would be angry at that because we've said it before. I don't like, I've never liked the just random people put together last minute and go win the tag belts. Never have. If you want, you didn't, you didn't like when John Cena and the Miz won the tag titles. Sure didn't. How about, but, but Stone Cold and Triple H, they held all the gold for like four months. Yeah. Still didn't like it. <laughs> not not throwing together. Now here's the deal. They've done it before. They take two superstars, they put them together, but they have them together, wrestle a few matches, build up a storyline and then they do it like the Mega Powers or whatever. There's a storyline going with it. That's fine. You could have built a storyline with this uh that would have you know, Nick Gage appearing in the main event would have popped the crowd even if they knew he was going to be there. Right? Uh, Matt Tremont would have popped the crowd even if they already knew he was going to be there. He wasn't a surprise. Neither of them were fucking surprises. Nick Gage tried to make it a surprise by tweeting out that he's not in New York right now. Um, And no one fucking believed him because it's the fucking Hammerstein ballroom and he's going to be there. It's GCW. So, So in the end, instead of trying to play this game of maybe they're not there or whatever... You just fucking say, hey, they're going to be there and they're going to be the ones going after it because they don't like the idea of these outsiders, the Briscoe brothers, holding on to their belts, you know, or whatever. There's storylines you could make that would have made this work. But in the end, it was just fucking like, here, two people, they're wrestling together for, I don't know, reason, and um, you're supposed to be happy about it. And again, I'd say it, if it was any other kind, it was Impact Wrestling that did this the internet wrestling community would be angry the twitter would be just rolling with people saying i can't believe they had fucking jay lethal show up and team up with i don't know who's another ec or uh, impact original christopher daniels jay lethal and christopher daniels show God, I up i fucking hate that yeah, and you would have hated I, if I would have said Jay Lethal and uh, anyone else or Christopher Daniels and anyone else. Um, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels show up. That would, wouldn't would have gotten people angry because guess what? They're an established tag team. Yeah, ish. ish. <laughs> so. But uh, the Ruby Soho versus Alley Catch match was fun. Um, good. Very good match. Very good match. I uh I I hope Ali Catch gets a look at one of the uh well one of the uh, the the ones with a a TV contract 
Because the thing with a wrestler like Ali Catch, she's got a fucking day job she's got to deal with. You know what I mean? GCW yeah. doesn't pay the bills for her. No. Um, and and you can tell that she has to work another job. And if she got a job at one of the other companies that had a weekly paper or a weekly television deal, um, that she could focus on this. Uh, she's, she's got some serious problems. She she'd be a star. Um, so, um, but yeah, in the end, you know, it was a great pay-per-view and here's the deal. It was 25 bucks, right? Um, you know, you, you buy a AEW pay-per-view, you're dropping 60 bucks, you know? Uh, and, and I think they, AEW pay-per-views have been better overall than this one. Um, but have they been twice as good? More than twice as good? I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll find out Revolution in a month. Maybe it'll be stupid good. And I'll be like, oh, nope, yep, that's definitely twice as good as the GCW. Um, or Royal Rumble. On the 29th. Oh, I, I, I can tell you that we will be less invested in, in tonight's pay-per-view. And the Royal Rumble will be slightly better than this mm -hmm. for sure it, so if only because of familiarity and that's something yeah. that not watching well, and, gcw on the, and gcw not having down, a weekly product hands like down wwe has done a really great job of keeping royal rumble and wrestlemania both their top two pay-per-views they've done a really good job of that even over the last four years while we've seen them slowly but surely deteriorate royal rumble has been good every year yes Every and, year, so. and in the end, in the in the grand scheme of things, like I said, familiarity plays a big part in this. Um, sure. Like I, having not watched Alex Zane and Dante Leon and Shane Mercer and Jack Cartwheel and AJ Gray and Alex Colon and G Raver and Jimmy Lloyd and Team Gringo versus Team Bandito on a regular, you know, I I wasn't like emotionally invested in any of those matches. I had to make a choice when I saw people come out and say, oh, I like the look of this guy or I like the look of that guy. Maybe yeah. I want them to win. Or I had to wait until the match was going on and see one of them do a move and be like, oh, he's impressive or, or whatever. Uh, but I but I had no investment. And a lot of it's because they don't have a weekly show, a weekly program for us to, to watch. Um, and, and that plays into it. And some of it's just, you know, the nature of it being indie wrestling. Um, I mean, when we went to Zello Pro, there were a lot of those we didn't know who any of them were. And we but it's pretty to, easy to invest in some of them. Yeah, it was pretty easy to invest in some of them. We just had to do basically the same thing, make a choice and stick with it, you know. There um, were some change. that we, we, we solidly... Oh, I, I thought you were going to be a face. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was all oops. kind of rooting for you, and then I was like, "Oops, no." Um, one of the big surprise in the pre-show battle royal, which I don't know if either of you guys watched. Uh, the pre-show was on YouTube. Um, it was the battle royal. You had Big Vin, Charles Mason, Psycho Clown, Dark Sheik, who was she was pretty impressive. Uh, Cole Radrick, Pero, Hoodfoot, Ruckus. KTB, Juicy Finale, Steve Scott, Nate Webb, Brandon Kirk, Janai Kai, Dustin Thomas, uh, Marcus Weathers, Yoya, B-Boy, Lou Fisto, and Thunder Rosa. 
Lou Fisto was there? Lou Fisto oh, was man. there uh, a day after she got inju- inducted into the uh, Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. And Thunder Rosa was the last entrant. Uh, a big surprise. And um, there were a lot of fun moments in that. In the end, Big Vin was the winner. Um, uh, I did like to see the interactions between Thunder Rosa and Lou Fisto. Um, I hope to see more of that in the future. Uh, but again, I didn't know most of those people, so I just had to kind of like, um, yeah. And then when Thunder Rosa came in, I instantly was like, she's who I want to win. <laughs> because I know her. And I know what she can do, and I'm invested in her. Um, and she did not win. No, no, she did not. No, she did not. Um, but it's still, it was still, I, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the pay-per-view, because it was really good. I really liked it. Um, it's just by the very nature of not being super involved in GCW, you know, you have to go entirely off of the show. And there were parts of the show that were like, meh, to me, like I, uh, I know Bandito. I've seen the the Laredo Kid once. The show opened with, uh, with a match that had PCO in it, and it ended with a match that Nick Gage won. Mm-hmm. That should be enough information as to why we struggle yeah. falling in love with the pay per view. And and frankly, like I, I get why they did it. Um, uh, you Nick Gage is your guy. You wanted to have him be the final, final picture on on the thing, but. Why you didn't end with the Moxley versus Homicide match? That's your world title, you yeah. know. Um, I wish I had a time for the Jarrett versus Effie, but they don't have an updated on Cage match yet, and uh, because I I think that match was really really short. I, I don't need a time for anything Jarrett related. Yeah. Um, anything at all. And he looked to be in terrible shape. And in an effort to skip him, I missed Mox, which really pisses me off. So that's, yeah, that's where I stand on Jarrett. Yeah. I just was wanting to tell you because I, I want to say it was sub four minutes. Yeah, I mean, four minutes of Jared is still four minutes of Jeff Jared. So, Amen. Absolutely <laughs> true. I I I do want to um give just a little hint to the uh, uh, commentators at GCW. the The move that Jeff Jarrett does at the end that's kind of a a uh, Russian leg sweep uh, in inverse Russian leg sweep. Um, it's, it's called the stroke. That's what he calls it. The stroke. Um, it's dumb, but that's what he calls it. So if you're going to call a match with him and it might as well know the name of his move. I guess they figured it wasn't worth learning since they're probably not going to see many have commentate many matches with him. So I mean, you say that, but they had him fucking come out there and Rick roll one of their main guys. Yeah, but it's Jared. 
Anyway, I'm going to move on. We have 10 WWE card packs to choose from. So pick a number between Ooh. 1 and 10. Eight. Eight. That would be this pack here. Let's see if we get any people who are no longer employed by WWE. Would be even more fun if we get someone who's now employed by AEW. I drove around town today trying to find a card shop that had the new AEW cards, upper deck cards in, uh, to buy some of them to potentially have them. Um, and I couldn't find a single store Sold that had them. Out, huh? Yeah. So first one, still with the company, uh, but not that you'd know it if you watch TV at all, because he hasn't been used on TV. Titus, Titus O'Neil. Hey. Worldwide. AKA Rumble Slip. Mm-hmm. Another... I, still think, I still think that Smarks and I have actually written the best thing to do with Titus O'Neil. We yep. can explain it later. We've talked about it before. I, uh, so far, we're batting a thousand on uh, still with the company. So let's see if that continues. It continues with Seth freaking Rollins. What? Hey. Again? <laughs> Our first Allen and Ginfor is Bailey. Ding ba- dong. Hello. Bailey with hey, the baby. Karen hair. Yep. Our second Allen and Gintor is Drew McIntyre. Wasn't that one of the ones we got last time? I can't remember. No. We got Alan Gintor for AJ and Seth. AJ and Seth. Okay. Uh, We got a sticker card of AJ Styles. Oh, nice. That's phenomenal. Ah, I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. I might stick that on the back of my car. Oh, Jesus. See, See how long it takes to fade. That's so phenomenal. Technically still with the company, Candice LeRae. For oh, now. for now. For now. And also technically still with the company, not that you really know it, Robert Rude. You'd know it. He's a dirty dog. A dirty dog, and they haven't used him in the last two weeks. They've more or less kind of forgotten about them as a tag team and instead are doing them as like a fucking Dolph Ziggler and then his dude outside. Anyway. So, so far, (laughs) so far, we haven't gotten anyone that's been fired yet. And that's surprising. Well, I mean, maybe they know. No, I I have to uh, say I've watched other people unbox these and they've gotten a shit ton of... Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. They're not going to know. How would they know they're going to know? They're not going to know. Well, they they definitely wouldn't know, though, because these are packaged way before. Yeah, I want to say these these have been on the shelves since, I don't know, last year. I ain't seen the sun shine since I don't know when. That was like horribly done. I apologize. Yes. Was horribly done, but a good segue into us talking about what's not horribly done. We are actually streaming on a new platform this week. Twitchy! Uh, Twitch TV. So if you don't want to watch us on Facebook or don't want to watch us on YouTube, you can head over to twitch.tv slash raw and order WBU and watch us there. 
I mean, you can argue that it's horribly done. Watch us on Twitch. You can argue that it's horribly done. They only keep your streams for like 20 days, 30 days. Well, that's the deal. If you want to watch us afterwards, you're not showing up live, watch us on YouTube. It's the better option. Facebook second if you want to, you know. Fun uh, fact for you new Twitchers, if you're randomly twitching around and you see us twitch and talk here, um, you can technically download your videos, though. So that is a plus for you little gamers out there. Don't want to lose your stream? You can actually download it for yourself and post it, God knows, everywhere else. So fun little fact. Back to wrestling. Back to wrestling, yes. So, um, outside of GCW, we've spent um, almost an hour talking about GCW. So, yeah, that was way too long. Let's let's move on to what can we talk about in the world of WWE this week? Um, mm. We can, we can talk about Shotzi making an ill-timed uh, uh, meatloaf joke that uh, almost got her fucking canceled. Oh, I, that wasn't even the thing I was thinking you were going to talk about with her. No, because I think the thing you're trying to talk about, I think that turned out to not be true. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think it turned out to be people trying to backlash for the, the other The meatloaf thing. thing? The meatloaf thing. Oh. And so they're just making up shit Wasn't that it. reported from someone else? No, it wasn't, I guess. It wasn't actually reported from a dirt sheet. No. Like I said, that the what you sent us was the only place that I'd seen it. And uh, I haven't seen okay. anything else about it, so I'm I'm gonna say that un- unless I hear it from someplace else. I mean, I didn't fact check it. Someone sent it to me, and I assume they do their search, but uh, clearly they don't. Clearly they don't. Yeah. So, but uh, well, what was the meatloaf? That's because you're a whore and you're on another podcast. Well, yeah. don't be a jelly bean because I can do other podcasts and take my time to get other podcasts done. Jeez. It's not about being a jelly bean. We're just trying to defend what our. What was own the meatloaf joke? Meatloaf um, joke. Right out the day after he died, she just made a. I, it wasn't even a joke. She just was like, "Oh man, I can't. I can't believe it. I just yesterday I was eating meatloaf, listening to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Meatloaf, the food. Um, and she was she was being legit on it. She, uh, like, she sent to come out and said, "I didn't. I didn't mean it as a joke. I was legitimately eating meatloaf while listening to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights." Um, caught her off guard. And it caught her off guard that the next day Meatloaf died. Um, and so she she probably meant to tweet it the day before and be like, I just thought it's funny that I'm eating Meatloaf while listening to Meatloaf or whatever. Uh, but then the next day he died and she... Uh, but my goodness, people <laughs> people took that uh, to heart. So. Oh, okay. Paradise City was a song by Meatloaf. Yes, it was no, a song. Paradise, by the, Paradise by the Dashboard Paradise Light. Paradise City was by... Paradise, yeah. By okay, that's Guns not bad then. I, 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 I thought she was just talking about another song, and she was just no, referring to There's a to song Meatloaf by Meatloaf, the very famous okay. song of his from back in the 70s, I want to say, called Paradise by the Dashboard Lights that's uh, kind of okay. iconic. My wife didn't know the song, so I was telling her the lyrics, and she's like, that's a horrible song. I was like, yeah, it, it kind of is. You know, I mean, <laughs> but you can't say that right now. Yeah, but um, what what I can I mean, you say... You can still say it. Oh, no, Tony's dead. Well, he's dead. He, yeah. uh, he's dead or not. It was just nope. still a shit song. Yeah. Nope. All yeah. Thelonious Monk songs are great now. I mean, the um, only joke you can kind of get away with is that whole Bob Saget, Betty White one. Um, the the, the that joke meme was hilarious. Uh, th- this those this might 
this might get me canceled for saying this, so I guess well, here we go. Um, uh, Meatloaf uh, died of COVID, and he was a ardent anti-vaxer who tweeted out just a couple months ago, "If I die, I die." So, you know, he died. I, he died. You did. Um, it happened. Play stupid. But games. it, it was, was COVID it was, complications. Was COVID? Yep, complications from COVID. Uh, so. So I mean, in the know. end, you know, he was also an overweight man, and he was an overweight that's man. That's it. With, he was with, really shitty with a lot of comorbidities, which we talk about with things like COVID are bad. And uh, and I got... mean, even if it wasn't COVID complications, and they just blame everything on COVID, uh, the guy was a, he wasn't a health nut. He was he ate like shit. He did everything wrong. So he you're gonna die. Bob. You're gonna die of a heart attack. He played Bob for a reason. It's mm. a valid point. I love Bob. Oh. Well, Bye, commenter on YouTube. Oh, bye bye. Sayonara. See you See never. You. Oh. oh, looks like Sparks beat me to it. Um, nope, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Oh, we have like a ton of them? Jesus. Errors. No, we get two, two per show. I'll oh, put them in timeout. There we go. Not too shabby. Um, I was in the middle of typing. So, Shotzi, meatloaf joke, not so funny, but kind of funny. Hey, we have a... That's oh, us. Made me do all that trying to go and see what it said. God damn. Yeah, t- tell you what, here, I'm going to save you the trouble. If it's a comment that you need to know, maybe I'll just read it out to you so you don't have to put your face up to the screen. Um, now, you're going to get a sunburn from the screen doing that. In the instance that another person is, or another company is looking at Shotzi, um, yeah, pick her up. She, I mean, there's a big difference between trying to be inappropriate and accidentally doing something i mean he here's the deal right well when she didn't get fired for that oh she's not even with the company anymore never yeah. mind she already got fired okay she sorry. already got fired um so no in the end here here's what i'm gonna say and here's why i think uh people jumping at her were at best premature and at worst um just bad for it uh meatloaf is relatively famous for uh, having a role in the movie Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? It's one of the things that people know him for. He appeared in the show. And there's actually an audience participation joke from the show after his character gets killed off screen. There's a dinner scene, and they they take out the roast, and they say dinner is served, the the servant does and he drops it on the table and it bounces and the joke the audience participation joke is if it bounces it's meatloaf and then it bounces and they go it's meatloaf right so we we've been making jokes about his name for 30 fucking years right oh 40 years right um we we can't just instantly stop just because he's dead I showed, I, I showed my uncle the meme, and he's like, "Oh man, I don't care about this. I hate meatloaf." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, but he was it, referring to the food, and I was like, "Jesus yeah. Christ!" In the end, what I will say is, is this: is 
Whether I agree with his anti-vax stance or, or all of that stuff doesn't matter. In the end, knowing what I know about him as a as a person and as an actor and as a as a comedian and as a singer and all of that stuff, he probably would have been one hundred percent fine with any joke about his name right now. Oh, for right? sure. For sure. So why worry? That's my thing. So just like if you make a joke about snow. Why would you make a joke about snow? Because he's the informer. You know, it's about a plan. I keep boom boom now. I know, but he's not dead. But if he dies, I mean, yeah. he melted away a long time ago in terms of his profession. Oh, Jesus. I would take offense to that. He's Canadian. You put some respect on his name. But he's Canadian also Jamaican. Robert. No, he's Canadian. Jamaican me crazy right now. Okay, he's Canadian. Huh? Like I did that? No, no, not funny. No, okay, no, carry on. Uh, so, it's a, um, a time joke. We can laugh later. Carry on away, my um, AEW show this week was pretty decent. Uh, it wasn't super great, but it wasn't bad. Um, yeah, no. Uh, kudos to Sting. Sting uh, ended up doing that nice little 60, spot. Sixty-year-old Sting throwing his body himself. around like he's fifty. Like he's fifty. Yeah, no. That's. Uh, uh, it was really cool to see that, and it just and I just love the fact that it uh, proved WWE wrong. Uh, you know, like they could have definitely used them a lot more. That was ten years before what Sting is doing now. Yeah. So yeah, I I have no choice but to say that. Um, when Sting first came to AEW, I said on this very podcast that I I was a little worried about him wrestling matches um, because he's sixty and I didn't want to see him fucking die, uh, right. and um, he's proving me wrong. On this, he is fucking throwing his ass around and he's doing things like... to protect himself though. But he is yeah he's safe. I mean, you know, he did that dive off the stage. Through, he's yeah. he's not going to pull a Jeff Hardy Swanton bomb over here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's going to do safe but, things. <laughs> yeah, he's he's safe. He's he is respectful, but at the same point, uh, he he was fucking fire in that match. I mean, that match. Here, he, in the end, watching that match, you. You could almost imagine him doing some singles matches. He hasn't yet done any singles matches, but you could imagine him doing some singles matches because he did that match and he looked good enough in that match that he could probably hold up against someone, you know? Right. I'm not saying you put him out there against Mox um, <laughs> or fucking Brian Cage right now. Um, Brian which Cage. Rivers are flying about Brian Cage. That's that's at least that's something good to talk about right now. There rumors are flying about a lot of people. No, first of all, we already mentioned that Leo Rush has announced that uh, February fourteenth his contract ends with AEW. Um, uh, he announced it before AEW had a chance to announce anything. Uh, so you know, take it for what you will. It could be that AEW was like, "We're still trying to work things out with you, fucker." Um, <laughs> and he's just like, "No, but, uh, and then nah, I'm done." Um, but what that does mean is whatever contract he has with AEW is a short-term signed contract. 
right? Mm-hmm. right. Uh, because he hasn't even been there for a year, and he did take like three months in retirement. So it means he was probably signed to a six-month at most contract, you know, limited contract, and they're at the moment looking like they're probably not going to renew it. We also have talked about on this show before how um, a lot of wrestlers probably signed a three-year contract when they first started AEW, and we are at the three-year. Wrestlers like Joey Janela, who just wrestled tonight in the Hammerstein Ballroom um, in a good match. Um, uh, Wrestlers like Sonny Kiss, Brian Cage, Marco Stunt. Um, these, these are some wrestlers that are on the bubble right now that very well might find themselves with no jobs here in the future. Now, it is worth pointing out that, that Tony Khan is sticking to what he had said before in that he wants to be a company that doesn't cut wrestlers needlessly. When you, when you sign a contract with AEW, they will honor the contract to the best of their abilities most of the time. Which technically um, means so they're gonna pay them, right? Yeah. Because it's not it's it, it's it at least they're gonna a, go full term on the contract. Yeah, right. So if you're you for a three year, time, it's yeah, not a gonna, per appearance thing. It's yeah. You're gonna get well. They okay. they've apparently got multiple tiers. They've got they've got a tier one contract, which is probably something like Leo Rush. That's a short term limited number of things they do have a tier that's a per appearance i know that because uh kira hogan is apparently on the the per appearance deal mm, okay um i but i don't know the terms of it or anything but I, that's but obviously with up. the three years or it's just mm-hmm. you have to do but these yeah. minimum dates and then you'll get paid this much and then if there's anything more well you'll get yeah, a i mean and ultimately we don't know the exact terms of the contracts right but in the end um there's a time limit on them all and when the time limit is up the time limit's up and i don't think we're gonna see um tony khan coming out and saying well you know you were injured for three months we're gonna tack three months onto the end of your contract um in the end if the person doesn't want to be with aew and aew doesn't have plans for them tony khan's gonna say listen didn't work out we're going to let your contract expire. You're free to start taking bookings elsewhere. You always were free to take bookings as long as they didn't interfere with your AEW schedule. Now right. you can do them whenever, right? Uh, and so so in, in that respect, I think um, we have to give Tony Khan at least a little bit of credit because... He looks like I mean, there's only been a handful of shit. There, there have only been a handful of people that have been let go from AEW, and of them all, most of them were let go for for a reason, like B Priestley um, and Sadie Gibbs uh, were not able to make it to the United States due to COVID, and Tony Khan let them out of their contracts not because he wanted to let them go. I think he still wanted B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs. He just knew they couldn't make it to the United States and it was better for them to be out of their contract so they could sign with another company. B Priestley could go sign with Stardom or fucking uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro or wherever she wants to um, and be there. Um, And in the end, that's what he did. He let let them go so they could go do what they want to do. Um, 
And I think B Priestley ended up going somewhere, and I'm trying to remember where. I think I saw her wrestling under her new name. Um. Yep, Blair Davenport in NXT is B Priestley. So. Oh, snap. Ugh. So she's now in NXT. Oh, geez, NXT just signing all these AEW cast-offs. It doesn't work when you say it that way. Well, no. Um, I mean, you're equally a mark as those people are, but... Yeah. I'm just making fun of those people. I think, I Frankly, I'm happy for her if they use her. She's fucking good enough that she needs to be fucking Oh, yeah. Used. I mean, we at one point um, we thought she was in the talent picture, so... But, uh... But that's the deal is, you know, AEW so far has only released people uh, for reason like that, which usually was, hey, we're going to let you go so that you can go be the star that you want to be someplace else, right? Or, hey, your contract is up. We're going to just let it expire. And that's what it looks like is going to be happening here. So Brian Cage is one of those people whose name is on the bubble. Um, and it's sad. Uh, he must have only had a two-year contract because he wasn't there at the beginning. Um, but his contract is apparently up soon. And um, it's sad. He he just never seemed to find his place in AEW. And and I don't I don't know who that was. Whether it was just Tony Khan not not having a place for him or him struggling with creative or what I don't know. Um. It would nice to see you to it would be nice to see them give him another shot and push him, but the other side of the coin is he's he's gonna land on his feet, he's gonna go somewhere. If if he needs to go back to impact, he'll go back to impact and return there. Um where his wife is ring announcer. He'll be taking the title off of uh one Braun Breaker. He's got a good look for He's got a good look for for WWE. I just, I think his age would be the thing that would hold WWE back from that right now. I also, don't, I also don't think they would let him be this Wolverine. No. So now he's gonna I shave mean, the buttons. Guys, how weird does it look if I wear glasses, sunglasses? Over glasses? Who does well, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a clip-on. Considering you're wearing granny glasses, it looks like you're an um, old lady. Yeah, still looks kind of weird. It's the best look ever for you, but you should keep it. <laughs> I wear my sunglasses that night. I wear my... You know what? You actually look kind of like X-Pac. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if that's a <laughs> no, compliment or not. I don't know that Jesus ever wore sunglasses. No, no. I don't think they had them back then. <laughs> They must have made them with some other. I'm sure they had some. They probably theory. had like the uh, the ones with the slits. Yeah. I don't exactly. know if they had the way to make make uh, tinted no, glass no. back then. Uh, no, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> Mostly people just squinted. So bright out <laughs> no, here. Oh, so bright. But. Do you actually see my other glasses? Because it kind of covers. No, it's actually covering mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's a good look for you. Yeah, it's a super good look on a podcast yeah. at fucking midnight. Damn right. I mean, I if, innovate if, the wheel, damn it. If I didn't know that pot was legal in Montreal, I would totally think that you're just hiding being stoned. 
no, guys, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm totally fine, guy. Not even stoned. Just my eyes are fucking hurting from the light. But, but so I, I, the the person who might be cut <laughs> from AEW here soon, that I'm probably most upset about, if upset's the mm-hmm. best word, is Joey Janela. I think Joey Janela has a whole whole lot of upside that was never tapped into in AEW, and um, they they need to give him a shot. But if the decisions, I mean, his contract's going to be up here in the next couple months, and if the decisions already been made, hopefully he's making the most out of this GCW, you know, partnership he's been doing, and you know, I hope for the best for him. I just thought. He he was one of those names coming into AEW right off the bat that I was super excited to see more often. Well, and again, uh, the the downside to AEW when they're at a startup is they're going to grab anybody they can, and if, if, as they're slowly but surely finding their niche, which doesn't include Brian Cage, but does include Miro, so they they don't really like a lot of big guys, but they'll take some big guys. I mean, they're doing um, nothing with Hobbs. They are doing something with Wardlow, though. So, so uh, we're, we're and Archer because Archer is pretty big now. Yeah, and and they're working on finding a niche for for what types of wrestlers they want and stuff like that. The the risk you have early on is that as a Marco stunt, you're going to get a short short career there um, and not a lot of exposure. Um, really? But the benefit that a Marco stunt that a that a uh, uh, Brian Cage that all of them get is that they got exposure mm-hmm. that they never would have had yeah. together. In the end, none of them are worse off than they were before they signed. Correct. They, they're right. all in a better position. They've all gotten a name recognition. They can all uh, demand a little bit more booking fee. They can all demand a, a little bit more for autographs, yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. They've all sold more t-shirts and will continue to sell more t-shirts. Um, right. So they're all better off. I'm not, you know, I just, I'm sad I think that I will not see on TV. That's it. And I, I think Janela is really good friends with Cardona anyways. Mm-hmm. So uh, with wherever Cardona goes, I I feel like Joey might be uh, a big part of GCW for a while too. And um, just, yeah, they just never really use them. I mean, the last thing I can remember with Joey Janela, I'm not counting the Sunny Kiss tag team. Uh, was him versus Mox in that like hardcore? Yeah, that was a great uh, match. That yeah. was a great and match. That's know, but... that's kind of the thing that frustrates me with Joey Janela being on this list is, is if if I go back over the three years of AEW, that Joey Janela versus Mox match is top ten, and that was me. like in the first year. Yeah, yeah, and it was it's top ten. Oh. Oh. Um, it it showed so much potential, and then they really never. Did anything? I don't know why. Like I don't know what happened there. Was it Janela who just wasn't interested in trying to figure out his character? Was it Tony Khan who just didn't know how to figure out his character? Um, I, I don't know because Joey Janela. Generally... Who? You. Bouncing my leg. Because your whole so... camera was shaking like it was in an earthquake. Oh, like you were maybe. bouncing your leg and it was shaking your whole table. That was possible. Like it was my doing bad. this. Uh, all right my bad i'll uh, remove my foot from near the from touching the table um yeah so i don't know 
which one it was, but Joey Janela is generally a hardcore guy, right? He's not necessarily all crazy technical. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. One of the things he was trying to change in his AEW time was was that reputation as the hardcore guy. Right. He was he was trying to become known as as more of a traditional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And and I think he he made some strides in that, but in the end, um, people just see him as a hardcore wrestler, and I think that's part of where the the things fell apart for him. I also think he didn't really develop much personality on screen. I'm not saying he doesn't have it. I'm just saying there wasn't a lot of development of him being something other than a hardcore RVD or a hardcore Jeff Hardy. Um, he was mm-hmm. colorful and and hardcore. And so, those, those when you get those two things, you're like, ah, well, okay, you know, like. So. And there's only so much you can do with that kind of character, right? I've expressed that I hate John Moxley's current character now because all he is is hardcore, get in ring, boom, 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 and get out. Um, which I hope and now with the sobriety of John Moxley, that somewhat changes a bit. We didn't necessarily see that on Rampage or on GCW, um, but I mean, hopefully his character evolves to something else a bit more. That's all. So that's I, that's the Joey Janela box he was in. And unfortunately, he can't be like Omega, where Omega can do these hardcore matches, but then go do phenomenal other wrestling matches and so on. But Omega's a whole other behemoth in himself, right? So mm-hmm. comparing well, to I mean, in the be... end, I think if AEW had given Janela a few more chances to do some, some more traditional matches on a big stage, I think we would have seen a lot from him. Because uh, like this GCW match tonight, it it, it wasn't excessively some, hardcore. Yeah, it wasn't excessively hardcore. It featured some oh, no. things like some some uh, some of the the doors. Um, GCW loves to use the the, the hollow core doors. Right. And here's the deal: I I actually had an epiphany when watching that, and I was like, AEW needs to use the doors for women's tables matches, uh, because they always have a problem with the women going through the table. They right. just don't weigh enough by nature. Mm-hmm. So if you use these tables, these tables fucking explode at the littlest touch on them. Mm. These these hollow core doors. Um, but that's the deal. They had some. They had some doors. They had maybe one or two chair shots in it. Okay. Um, and then uh, the finish featured the use of the internet title belt uh, that Matt Cardona has you know but it wasn't like a hardcore match there weren't like barbed wires there were no thumbtacks on the in the thing or you know, any of that <coughs> stuff it was it was a, a relatively traditional match more oh more or less especially oh, for a gcw match right fair yeah so. all right i'm actually excited to watch that then because uh yeah nice yeah. like i said it was a it was a pretty decent match all in all it was got a little bumblefuck at the end with just <laughs> Everybody one person show out. up and then another person show up and then another person yeah the big guy and then there's hornswoggle and and then swoggling can't use hornswoggle you'll get sued swoggle yeah just swoggle just swoggle uh, uh but anyway so it was but it was a fun match it it, it might be one of my matches of the night to be perfectly hmm. honest um of the GCW uh the world on GCW I think 
I think I'd probably give either that one or the Ruby Soho versus Ali Catch. I don't know, man. The brass ring match was fantastic. Brass and, ring match was pretty good too. Those would be so, like, and so is the Leo Rush. Like those four, all great yeah. matches. Which is the other telling part about this pay per view. If you were to if you were to give something the worst match of the night, you'd probably give it to Briscoes and Nick Gage and guy I can't remember his name. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because. Mm-hmm. It was an okay match. It just yeah. no way to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I would have to say the Jeff Jarrett versus Effie is worst match of the night. Uh, <laughs> True, um, but I didn't watch it. But yeah. Um. So, uh, Impact, not Impact, AEW. We got some people probably getting let go soon. Um, not let go, just letting their contract expire. Uh, all of them, like I said, are going to be in a better place now than they were before they signed their contracts. Um, all of them have more leverage with other companies, uh, to get better bookings or to get better contracts. You know, Brian Cage goes back to, to impact. He's going to have more leverage now because he's, yeah. he's raised his well, stature. And also if XPW still does another event, he's apparently the XPW champion. So, yep. well, and that the, you know, he could go up to warrior wrestling. He can, he can start touring around and go to, uh, fucking Zello pro, you know, or I, I mean, he can have all sorts of fun. Uh, when he comes out of it, so he'll be fine. I think it's sad that he didn't get a better shake in AEW, but you know things happen. Um, same thing with Joey Janela. Same thing with Sunny Kiss, even. But uh, again, they're all going to be better off now than they were before. They're all going to be able to go to wherever they go and say, "I was an AEW original." Um, you can you benefit from putting my name on this card, you know. So give me I feel like while. WWE might try to pick him up. Some of them Jeez. might possibly. I don't know. With the news that uh, people backstage are um, less than happy with the, the the current success success of NXT 2.0, um, who knows? Maybe they'll turn around and, and reverse course on some of these edicts of not hiring indie wrestler guys anymore. Because because uh, Joey Janela would struggle in in WWE, no doubt about that. But For Brian sure. Cage, if allowed, he'd be he'd be good. Uh, It'll be a Lashley situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Su- like- Sunny Kiss could could under the right uh, gimmick be, it's be another Goldust. In- yeah, um, but if if he you know gets successful, I mean, money is money, you know. Yeah. Um, Sunny Kiss probably, I think, would go to a place like Impact more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he fits there better. Uh, but, you know, the other people, like uh, Peter Avalon is apparently already gone. <clears throat> oh, no really? longer in. His contract apparently expired uh, um, this week. And so he's, or last oh, week, snap. he's apparently already gone. Um, also means that Leva Bates is probably on that cusp as well because they were signed basically the same time. Um, Leva Bates apparently has a backstage role as like social media and stuff like that, so so she might be kept on for for the backstage role less than than her on screen role. Um, but who knows on that? But there's a fair amount of those from that first round that you know, might find their 
their contracts expiring and and it'll be interesting to watch this next couple of months um uh that being said at the same time as some contracts are expiring uh i would not be surprised to see AEW pick up some people that were recently in other promotions especially some people from ring of honor uh i texted the group on uh Watching AEW Dark, there was a uh, wrestler named Khan on AEW Dark, and he's apparently a former Ring of Honor, um, and he's got a really good look and uh, really impressive, even though he was enhancement talent for a match to lose to a named wrestler. I can't remember who he wrestled against, but it was someone with a a real name in AEW. I could even see him like in the House of Black kind of thing as like an enforcer as well. Um, I haven't seen his wrestling though. So um, I don't know if he's Malachi Black style or even Brody King style. Yeah, uh, but he definitely has that House of Black look. Big scary fucker. That's what he has. Um, yeah. Um, but he's got a really good look. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets a contract. We mentioned the Briscoes potentially. Even even a short term contract with AEW would be good for both sides on that, you know. For sign sure. them to a six month, you know. Um, so, here's the thing you do with the Briscoes: you sign them to a six month, um, with with a, a a release clause for when Ring of Honor starts up again, if they, you know, that they can negotiate their release if they want to go back to Ring of Honor, right? Um, or something like that. But a six month, you know, they'd be like, Ring of Honor starts up again. We'll give it a couple months, then we'll go back in and say we want our titles back. You know what I mean, or whatever. Right. Um, so, um, but yeah, so so a fair amount of people from from Ring of Honor are available, and I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if AEW signed a few of them. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of people, former WWE people, that are floating around that AEW could get a shot to, and you know, with um, with money freed up from contracts expiring, we could see some some new contracts get picked up. So, well, at the same time, there's also going to be some probably renewals too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, and I mean, it depends when WWE's next release is. If it's after yeah. the Rumble or if it's after Mania or before yeah. Mania, you know. So uh, that might be interesting too. And I think maybe Khan is uh, weighing the odds on who he would like to bring well, in. He, he's already said that he's going to try to be more uh, conscientious on who he signs. You know, like DA Fabe mentioned, when you first start up, you kind of have to grab the best people that you can at the time. And at the time, well, WWE was uh, hoarding. Not releasing everybody. And not releasing people and hoarding people. <laughs> and right. so, you know, they grabbed the people that were the best available at the time. But they're building a team, and there are more people available now, so who, who knows who's going to show up. Um, I did want to talk about a match that's coming up this week um, that was set up uh, on Dynamite. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, Great match. I, that was fun. It was, a, it was a really fun match. And it also featured uh, the debut of the uh, DMD Bay Bay t-shirt, which was brilliant. Um, oh snap! Uh, that that I mean, they're they're definitely going all in on them together. And that at the end of the match, uh, afterwards, Adam Cole absolutely livid 
over the events of the match, challenged Orange Cassidy to a lights-out match at Beach Break this week. That's going to be a good Uh, time. I mean, between Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, ladder match, that should be fun. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole um, looking to be – I feel like there was another match announced too, but – even just those two, if I just had those two matches at breach break, I would be gold, yep. you know. So, so it's already looking um, great. Yeah, I'm excited for them. I'm, you know, I'm an Orange Cassie fan. And I'm a Sammy Guevara fan. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, oh, they... and the six man tag. Yeah, it's going to be interesting Which, to man. see if they have Sammy Guevara become the new unified TNT champion, um, or if they're going to give. Cody some sort of a, a heel victory. He's playing this this I'm not turning heel but then doing heel as shit. I mean uh, listen, really I, well. I feel like the Forbidden Door creator will be uh getting the title. Yeah. I I feel like the fact that Cody Rhodes does not currently have a contract will play into the finish of him losing uh and then he's going to be um uh Royal Rumble. No, he's not going to be at the Royal Rumble. Um, he's going to be the loose cannon who who's without a contract but keeps showing up and and messing with plans. And here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and look at the exact wordings for it. But if I'm correct, when he said that uh, if he loses the match, he will never challenge for the AEW world title while he's with AEW. So when he's no longer under contract Ooh. with AEW... Does that open up a position for him to say, I'm not under contract anymore, so I'm going after that title? I mean, the the biggest heel move he could do is go back on that word in some way, find a loophole that he can go back on that word. And I I know he keeps saying, I'm not going to be heel. I don't want to be heel because I want to, you know, I'm here for the fans. I'm here for you. But in the grand scheme of things, he's doing a lot of heel shit. Um, and and so I, I just think they're going to be him, him being heel at some Tony point. Tony Khan sent me a contract that I didn't like very I don't know. I remember it, not exactly the contract I wanted. I wanted. I'm like, oh, um, no. Look at that, Mr. Roman Reigns. Wasn't my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and more specifically, Tony Khan calls himself the Forbidden Door, but I was the Forbidden Door. I built the Forbidden Door. I did all this. I did all that. That's all heel shit. So, yeah. so, um, and and so either he gets the win in in building his heel status, or he uh, loses, but then can become like the heel. I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna fuck with shit character. Um, uh, one of my favorite moments from AEW this week was uh, in the absolute shortest match AEW had, uh, uh, CM Punk versus Sean Spears. And the moment was Sean Spears out there looking all smug and looking over at Daddy MJF for approval. You know, look at me. I'm going out here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat up on CM Punk. And then CM Punk just hitting him two moves. Boom, Boom, pin, done. done. And then looking at MJF, um, like, next. It was the perfect storytelling for this. Because I was like, after the the symphony of, of 
uh, power bombs. Is that what they call it? Power bomb symphony. Uh, yeah. Last last week, um, I was like, "How are they going to have Sean Spears? Because you can't you can't have Sean Spears do the same sort of thing with him. He doesn't have the the gravitas that Wardlow does." Right. Right. Um, and so having this, you know, three second match was perfect. Uh, and I, I mean, it. it made sense. It made sense for a squash. You know, it's not like Omos and Reggie. Which made no fucking sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So there's ways to at least do squash matches. Or, you know, it's not a, um, a new guy comes in. We want to make him look strong. Let's squash everybody to go do it. Uh, which essentially is an Omos thing. But, um, yeah, this one just had a story. If you have a story to go with it, this makes sense. Uh, plus, you know, I, I just I don't like how Sean Spears gets treated. Um, yeah, but I mean, I just feel like the guy's never been dealt a good hand yeah. anywhere he goes. But the the unfortunate thing is, Sean Spears might be on that list, uh, not right off the bat, but he was he was signed relatively early in AEW. Yeah, and well, it was um, the chairman event. That was yeah. his first show, and he's uh, he's really good. I I really like his skills. The problem is, I just don't know if he's found his legs in AEW yet, and he's he's gotten closer with this whole whole Wardlow accountability buddy uh, thing, <laughs> but uh, but I just I kind of worry that he's on the uh, chopping block. Uh, House of Black versus uh, Varsity Blondes. Uh, very short match, steamrolled through uh it was nice to see brody king in action but it was very short so we didn't get to see a ton of brody king um and then afterwards there's a Pac promo where he you know wants i feel like Pac is turning though man i feel like he's gonna turn they're gonna have a good match but Mm -hmm. then like he's gonna turn at some point i i I think the storyline they're telling is the black mist is corruption because they also, through the course of this Varsity Blondes thing, have teased Julia Hart turning on the Varsity Blondes, too. Mm-hmm. And that she got sprayed with the mist, and now she's going to be um, on their side. So uh, the only downside to this is I don't know when it happened, but apparently um, Brian Pillman Jr. suffered a concussion. Oh. At this match, and uh, he's missing time. He had to miss a couple uh events because of that over the weekend um so i have a segue i have a segue 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 you better fucking apologize to the fans yeah he's gonna miss time you better fucking apologize were you as absolutely stoked to hear the fuck bully ray uh chants in in the hammerstein ballroom like is there an appropriate way is there an appropriate way to deliver your return speech? Yeah. Sure. Um, is it an apology to the fans for being gone for two months and taking care of yourself? No. No. Well, that's the deal. It's, I, I think. Mean, I mean, I feel like there's, I feel like uh, acknowledging their thank yous and support yes. is also saying like, 
Yeah, uh, I'm sorry I was gone, but I appreciate the kind words for making getting me to a place where I can be better for you guys. So I don't think Correct. unnecessarily <laughs> I'm sorry is needed. If you're a legit wrestling fan and you care for the wrestlers and you care for the sport yeah. as a yeah, whole. It's not like he came out and said, fuck the fans. They right. made me drink. It's not like he was. It's not. It's not like he was missing time because he just didn't want to wrestle, Correct. right? You know, uh, here's the deal. By the way, there's a guy named Stone Cold who literally did that, mm-hmm. missed time because he didn't want to wrestle. Yeah, and came and back. It, it, in the end, it, it comes down to this. I I view uh, Moxley's rehab stint the same way I view anyone else's injury stint. Is he was injured in this yeah. case? It's 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 a recognized illness by the mm-hmm. American Medical Association. Correct. Uh, he he was not fit to wrestle, and he went off for treatment. And so, just like I'm not going to be angry at Brian Pillman for missing some time because he had a right. fucking concussion, I'm not right. going to be angry at Mox for missing some time because he had to get treatment for taking care of himself or for somebody for having COVID. Hell, I'm not pissed off at Meatloaf for having COVID. Mm-hmm. And not being right. a, and not producing any more albums. Yeah. Right. It, it, and in even end... if you did apologize, because I know some people might say, guys, I'm sorry. I was off for those. T-. I mean, it's not a mandatory thing to apologize no. No. at all. You know, Fucking, I... some people will just say, guys, listen, I'm sorry. You know I'm sorry. I maybe let you down. I was struggling. I, I want to go back through Bully Ray's entire career and find all the times he missed time due to an injury and fucking say, oh, I didn't hear you apologize on January 15th, 2002, when you uh, came back after missing time with a torn ACL or whatever. Yeah. You know, right. I don't I don't remember you apologizing when you had a concussion in 2006 and couldn't wrestle for a month. Um, fuck you, the other man. Pieces- like, like he gave a genuine thank you for your support mm-hmm. on his yeah, way back. And, you know, and, um, the other piece. I mean, if if he so decided, if him and Tony Khan sat down and said, "Hey, I would like to be a heel," yeah, and fuck the, and he came out and delivered a promo that said, "Fuck the fans, you're the reason I drank. You're the reason I had to go to rehab. You're the problem." Man. You know what? Yeah, that's, that's a fucking funny. promo. Hey, he wrote hey, it. I, it's I, acting. I, I gotta be honest, I don't remember Bully Ray saying that Becky Lynch should apologize for the to the fans for missing over a year because of her pregnancy and baby. She had a baby. Oh man, well, she mean, didn't and, apologize for that. Okay, but it's it's none of that. Let's get out of the baby. He he's more referring to if you're gonna go deal with your own shit. Well, but this is too though. This is she someone was dealing with her own shit. She okay, was pregnant you know with the baby. I mean love to I mean a sick I mean, a sick mental uh, <laughs> dealing with stuff. You know what I mean? She I, had I sex mean... with Seth Rollins. That's a sick mental problem. Yeah. On, on top of it, it, it comes down to this. <laughs> sick mental problem or not, in the end, again. Personal, personal this time is off just is something personal. Bully Ray. Um, American Bully. Medical Association defines alcoholism as a disease. A disease. Right. It's not mental. It's not, I didn't feel like wrestling. It's a disease. 
So I feel like Bully Ray uh, basically has never went to rehab or has had a severe Doesn't fucking matter if he addiction. Has well, it I've, does. I've, because I've, it shows that he's not considerate. No, no or I've never had cancer, but if a person misses time because they have cancer, I'm not going to say, oh, you need to apologize, right? I You don't have to have had the disease to have empathy towards it, Right. You don't have right, to even be of as, the class. I can have empathy towards a class or a race or a, a set of people yes. that I'm not a part of. I can have empathy towards Becky Lynch missing time because she was pregnant and had to have a baby and the absolute havoc that having a baby does to your body. I can you have empathy for it. Had a baby. You but I've but never so had a baby. You should her out saying, hey, apologize Yeah, because, a baby. because I've obviously never had a baby, so I can get away with calling her out for it. You need to apologize. <laughs> that it's bullshit. In the end, it's bullshit. It, there's no difference. Well, and the guy cut a promo and said thanks to the fans. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Fucking- like, here's the deal. What if? What if they did decide that he's going to come back as a heel, pissed off at the fans? Because, because that now tasteless promo, yes. Tasteless turn, yes. Can Moxley pull off heel? Fuck yeah, he can. Mm-hmm. So, what if that's what they decided, Bully Ray? Then what are you going to say? Because you have a podcast platform; it's one of the largest podcasts for for uh, uh, professional wrestling. You're going to say that how he cut a promo, the words he used don't fit Bully Ray's model. For yeah. how he expects that that promo, and again, a promo, not a Twitter page, not a, anything like that, a promo on how you say, "Hey, I I I appreciate being able to get the help I needed." You know, the first person he should have said thank you to, or or I appreciate, is his wife. And oh fuck, he did that. Yeah. Oh geez. So <laughs> I I just I don't want to hear. Did he it. mention his wife? I don't think on, he did, on huh? Twitter, on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. Okay, not, okay. Okay. not in the front. Uh, not in the front. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, he wanted to come back and wanted to fucking wrestle, man. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't know. We've had fucking 50 years of wrestlers not explaining their absences and just coming back and, and everything. What, did, did Hulk Hogan ever explain why he missed time? No. He fucking went off and filmed his movie and then came back. And now he's back, and everyone's like, "Oh, Hogan's back!" Ah. And he never apologized. Sorry, I had to take time off, brother, to film a movie. No. You're also just you're also just falling into Bully Ray's publicity. He ba- he knew that wasn't going to be a very popular opinion. And oh, hey, that's absolutely why did it. Yeah. That's you absolutely a point. But you know, we're what? a smaller podcast, so we're going to use him to make us bigger. Yeah, fuck Bully Ray. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason everyone liked Devon better. <laughs> For sure. Way to quote Renee, bud. Yes. <laughs> I what I love about that is someone went out and created a fake Devon account just to reply to that and say thanks, man, or whatever. Um, the internet can be fun sometimes. That's all I'm saying. But it's no. true. And, and again, do do I fault him for saying had had boxing come back and been like nothing ever happened or or anything like that? I, I, I suppose you're allowed to have your opinion, and I don't fault him for having one. I just fault him for there was something that he said. He did say things. He didn't leave it as a as a as a completely non talked about thing. He talked about 
and, and he made it positive. Said it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And he, he encouraged his fans, everyone watching him, and so on. Hey, guys, the inside scars are what makes you. And you know what? It's the whole battle of trying to fight with them. You are who you are and acknowledge that and be the best person you can be. He was very uplifting and whatever. And it was great. Like, Bully Ray's just fucking yeah. didn't yeah. have anything to right. talk about. Hey, Bully Ray, let me run this promo by you. I just broke my ankle six months ago, and now I'm back to wrestling. So, uh, Also, Mox ended with probably one of my favorite uh, phrases in a promo of all time. From now on, all I drink is blood. Because I'm thirsty. That, that sounds disgusting. Metal. We need Warhorse to come out and headbang for that. Um, Moving on on AEW, Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb. We're just going through all the psycho. I'm just scrolling past. Yeah, Serena Deeb, she plays the psycho very, very well. She does. Um, And she's got the skills to match up to it. And I like Sky Blue. I hope we see a lot more of Sky Blue. Um, but God, that's also a great segue. I mean, Serena D was let go for not being part of the yeah. the uh, CM Punk Coalition for what is it, Straight Edge Society, going out and having a drink in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be interesting. Product uh, placement there was exceptional. <laughs> it it would be interesting. If uh, they played off that just just briefly backstage, like just had uh, CM Punk cutting cutting a promo and Serena Deeb walk by the camera and them kind of look at each other and nod, and, you know, or something silly like that. Not necessarily put them back together in any way, shape, or form, but just pay homage to that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna have the, the the you were talking about Mox. I was like, dude, that's so insensitive. Like, no, it's okay to not be okay. The Serena Deeb out of nowhere, like. The fuck, man! No, no really to CM Punk because to CM Punk, yes, because she was part of the Straight Edge Society and then <coughs> failed to be Straight Edge. Not that she was really Straight Edge, but that's yeah. exactly why she got fired because she had a drink. She, yes. she was spotted. She was spotted at, at the hotel bar having a drink. Because, because remember, this is when WWE still kept kayfabe pretty hardcore. Mm, um, and so the fact that she was in the straight edge society and the whole thing with straight edges, you don't drink, you don't do any drugs, you know, you're straight edge. And, and the pictures came out of her having a, a drink at a bar. Um, WWE held that against her and filed it. Um, what else? It was, it was for breaking kayfabe that she was fired. Yeah, I mean, of course, you have the Walter Gunther thing. We've talked about that on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Still stupid. I I was and gonna jokingly just change my name to to either Walter or Gunther uh, for the podcast, and then I forgot to. Detective um, Gunther Smarks. Walter Smarks. Since uh, Gunther's taken them. True. <laughs> but uh. John Moxley versus Ethan Page on on Rampage was good. Uh, Jake yeah, Cargill versus really... Anna Jay was a really good match. Um, yes, Jake Cargill put on a longer than three minute match that was really good, huh? JLB. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just glad to see it. I haven't seen one yet. So it's great that I can finally see a longer than three minute match. Um, keep going. I'm excited by it. Um, also, I mean, hey guys, we had some pretty good WWE stuff too. I mean, Lashley and uh, Seth Rollins was pretty decent. Uh, I love the hug. I don't know why I love the hug, but I love the hug. The hug. Seth and Kevin. Oh, yes. They're just freaking fantastic together. They work great together. They're just awesome. And guys, I think... I hate hate Seth's gimmick, but I love it with Kevin for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. I I mean, it's just glorifying his gimmick, though. But you like it better? That's interesting. Because Kevin does such a good job of... um, He does. (laughs) Making things work with anybody. He does. I'm going to take a moment to point out that... Uh, three of Jade Cargill's last four matches have all been uh, over eight minutes long. 11 minutes, 11 minutes, 13 seconds, eight minutes, 45 seconds. The only one that was shorter was when she destroyed Sky Blue in the Eliminator. But it's most probably because a lot of those were still kind of her dominating. We didn't see an actual wrestling for on both ends. Sort of. You think Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa did not feature Thunder Rosa having offense? Uh, Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho didn't feature Ruby Soho having offense? Stop, because he's going to say something like, well, if she's going up against exceptional wrestlers, then that's the only way she can put on a good match. Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet went nine minutes. You think they didn't give Red Velvet some, some offense in there? Not a lot, though. Yes, they gave offense. She hit, she hit, but she dominated the majority of the match is what I'm saying. I want a legit wrestling on both Jade ends. Cargill versus Red Velvet has been my favorite one-sided uh, feud in a long time. That needs to pay off with Red Velvet getting the win. That's well, important. now it's not. It's going to be... Give it time. Give it dom- time. Dominating the TBS. Um. But I also wanted to express, because you you guys are talking a lot of AEW, so I also wanted to say that uh, the Usos guys, I guess, are the common denominator in having fantastic tag matches because that match also on SmackDown between Usos and Kevin and Seth, absolutely phenomenal. Um, Usos, honestly, guys, already are, they arguably had maybe the match of the year potential, uh on day one with the new day and now they are still doing it although new day ish and now yes i know we've seen new day and usos too much but the usos honestly are the common denominator and i hope at some point they just turn on roman and really let them excel to do at least uh more and thrive because them being roman's lackeys is working uh, especially that worked on Raw when they super kicked set. That was cool. That was dope. Um, but it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they can do Roman for another year. Jesus Christ. I don't think they can do Roman for like another year like this either. So uh, Uso's got to eventually turn. But kudos to Uso's and uh, Seth and KO on a fantastic SmackDown main event it's freaking awesome same thing uh or just even for the best friends and young bucks on rampage 
that was also pretty fire. Well, not best friends. Best it's friends. Uh, Trent and Trent uh, Ricky and Nick Jackson. No, Ricky Romero. No, uh, Rocky Romero didn't wrestle Romero. because he uh, got the COVID. So it was just Trent Barreto versus oh, Nick Jackson. Yes. It was Nick Jackson's. Uh, this is a stat that I didn't know going into this, but it was Nick Jack only Nick Jackson's third solo match in all of AEW. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. I did not realize that. I I thought he'd wrestled way more solo matches. I think Matt Jackson has wrestled a bunch of solo matches, but Nick Jackson oh, hasn't. You confuse um, the brother. I see how it is. Apparently, which is which is silly because I think Nick Jackson is by far the more talented of the the young bucks. Oh, um, yes, very but, talented. But for them to to uh, keep them to only three matches, that's crazy. Just, just three matches. Just three matches. We're going to do pop filter, so let's see if this works with this. Mm. Welcome to Rod Order. Rod Order Podcast. Podcast. Sweaty balls. Wrestling booking unit. Yes. Make sure to put your sweaty balls in your mouth. Brought to you by sweaty balls. I, I can't reach. Can't put reach your balls? sweaty balls in your mouth. Got to go get some sweaty balls. I need to go get more sweaty balls. I don't know if this pop filter works as well as my old pop filter. Maybe I'll Probably double up pop filters. It's okay. Maybe I'll have two pop filters. Two pop filters. Two pop filters. Two I like the looks filters. of this one better, though. It is bigger. Okay, well, so are we closing the book, or are we talking about something? We we can talk about all sorts of shit. We can talk about whatever you want, man. I don't know. You wanted to talk WWE, so keep talking WWE. Uh, well, no, I mean, I'm not just to talk WWE. I'm just saying, give them a fair chance in the conversation because they I, did at least two uh, pretty fantastic matches with. Uh, the tag and then the uh, Lashley Seth match. So. Next Sunday, WWE will dominate our conversation. They they also did watch, uh, you know, with the stupidity of um, Austin Theory and freaking Vince McMahon with their own little self mutilation stupidity. Um, but you oh, know yeah. that that has to end at some point. Austin yeah. Theory being Vince's bitch is just ridiculous vince is looking really stupid uh what um, has to end is them fucking jobbing finn balor out all the time i mean that's a given though that's gonna happen now dude they lost faith in finn balor ages ago they never it had faith there. in finn balor the re the reports have it that vince mcmahon never never had faith in him but he was talked into making finn balor the universal champion and then, oh, really? uh, you and then injury, don't you, finn? when finn balor got injured Vince McMahon just saw it as further proof as to why he was uh, he was never the man. Um, uh, I, I got to be honest. I can't talk too much about uh, WWE this week because I fucking fell asleep during Raw. I missed a bunch of it because it was boring, and I went... And, I mean, granted, um, during Raw, yes, I was the same. But I uh, looked at the results, and then I saw, hey, Lashley, Seth, let me let me check at least that out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, um, it wasn't enough to make me check it out. Well, I mean, yes, I get that, but it was a really good match. So, and so, yeah. SmackDown, 
SmackDown, you also have to, uh, I don't know, get not get Sling TV and get something where you can watch SmackDown. Doesn't Peacock play it? Not no? live. Nope. Not live. Okay, but they play it like the next day? Uh, I don't think it's the next day. I think because if it's anything like the network, their their deal was it was like it's two like, months um, later. Two months later or something. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, by then. Um, but it, in it. the end, um, I I I know we've talked and said that SmackDown is the better show, and it probably is. But frankly, with as bad as Raw has been, I've been happier not watching SmackDown. I get to do shit on Friday night and then come home and watch Rampage and be happy. So. Yeah, I mean, all so, you really had was uh, just the, the... It's really just a, the Roman show. I mean, if it wasn't for Roman, uh, SmackDown really wouldn't have anything. So We, we actually have a podcast that, uh, that uh, covers WWE for us. It's our sister podcast, Wrestle Talk Now. You should you should watch it. It's it's yeah. a little sister podcast. So, yeah, it's a little sister podcast. It's kind of like it's talk kind now. wrestling talk now. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of like our little like sister said, little podcast sister. that uh, doesn't actually know that they're our little sister and thinks they're the big sister, um, and then steals from us and steals our clothes. Steals your clothes, meaty goodness. Oh, quotes. Uh, it's not really yours. I stole it from Warhorse, so yeah. No. Who cut it for us? It's ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Warhorses. <laughs> it for us, we played at the beginning of this, and you stole it. Make a shirt. You, you stole our story. Make a shirt. You... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Meaty podcasting goodness. Meaty podcast. I I personally uh, think everyone should go to the shop and check out the new generic ass merch podcast merch shirt. Um, that's one of my favorites. I've got two versions. I've got the safe version and uh, the spicy version. So you've got the generic podcast merch or the generic ass podcast merch. Um, and, Ooh, uh, that is spicy. Yeah. I also um, I. <laughs> I, my favorite thing about it is the quotes uh, I put on them. So uh, when I uploaded it, because it allows you to like put a thing, and the, the generic merch design, uh, mm-hmm. the description says, um, uh, we have podcast merch at home. Your mom, probably. Uh, <laughs> under quotes, uh, your mom, probably. Because that's what she probably <laughs> said. And then I, I said, you know, you, your mom would love this shirt or something like that. She would love this. And then on the other one, I said, uh, we have generic ass podcast merch at home. Also, your mom, probably. Sometimes. <laughs> but. But. but I, I might make a you stole our quote. Uh, meaty goodness shirt just to fucking put that. But yeah, we can, we can leave the talking WWE to fucking wrestle talk now. I mean, to be fair, we don't really talk about WWE either, so we can't leave it to wrestling talk now because they mostly talk about AEW. I think as a wrestling podcast, though, it is very unfair. it, It is very unfair to not talk about the actual good things about a said wrestling company. So 
Okay. Can you talk about the good things about Impact Wrestling? Because they're a wrestling company. No, I know. And I am not talking about the good nor the bad of Impact because I don't watch it. However, if I did, I certainly would. The fact that you're not giving Raw a chance because you assume it's all bullshit is entirely unfair as a wrestling podcast. Um, so, wait, 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 wait. So, so, um, in one sentence, you said, I don't watch Impact, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but I think it's unfair that because you don't watch Raw, you're not talking about it. Well, I mean, considering your podcast is called Raw and Order and there's no WWE talk, eh. it's the Pissant Podcast. Raw and Order is just a name. It's 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 the name of the freaking podcast. It's not the piss. I also don't talk about law and order on this podcast either. You don't need to. The fact that you have raw specifies that raw is WWE. Two thirds of the name is Um, from the law and order show. It is indeed. You know, you'd think I should be talking about that too. Well, I mean, the fact that you're giving order, you're only really giving order for AEW and. Uh, GCW, but totally leaving out WWE, which might be what a lot of the listeners do want to listen to as well. Um, if they're listening to us, expecting us chance. to talk about uh, Raw right now, they're on the wrong fucking show, and they should I'm know just it saying right now. You, you, We've been you, shitting on Raw for the last two years, and I've mentioned for the last year that I want to change the name of the show because I'm so tired of the shit that Raw puts out. So, yet you haven't. Yet I haven't. Do you know? Do do you know why? Once you get so tied into a name, it's a little hard to change it, right? You got you got followers. You got things like this. You know, changing everything. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying it's nice to point out the good things about the said company that you always shit on. And and I'm I'm letting you point out the good things, but uh, so far, it in pointing out out both the good things. Yeah, you pointed out all all two of them. Um. So what what I can say is that so far uh this GCW is worthy of a shirt. It's own for it's GCW. Own mm-hmm. Best Cuz it was the year. best pay-per-view of the year so far for GCW. I I think it was probably better than day 1. Yeah, yeah. we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. So for me, it's the best. I wasn't it wasn't light years better. But it was better, in my opinion. Wow. So for me, it was yeah. the best pay per view of the year so far. Go ahead and keep that shirt out for next week because, um, again, Rumble hasn't been bad in a very long time. Rumble the the Rumble is and usually keep in mind, saved. Folks, it's on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, the Rumble is usually saved by the Rumble matches. The rest yeah. of the matches on Absolutely. the show can be shitty. But you've got now two rumble matches that leave you leave you go home, going home happy. So, um, yep. I didn't say why. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So just um, leave that shirt out because that will definitively at the end of well, next week. Shirt's not going anywhere. So, um, I I I will go on the prediction and say that that shirt will also still be out for uh, Revolution in what is it March. Early March when it goes on, yeah. Um, so the sixth, I believe. Wow, way to make an assumption, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here that it's already going to be. I'll make that prediction right now. 
prediction. It's not a projection. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. So, um, neither of you sounded like Heyman there. Neither of you. No. Neither of us did. You're right. Nope. I'm, I can't defend it. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. It's no, it's not. It's Shelby. It's Shelby. Um, oh. Yeah, so so uh, I wish there were other stores in the area that stocked the AEW cards, because I sure would have liked to have opened some of those tonight, too. But I can't. I did finally get a Hikaru Shida action figure. It's back there, right next to Britt Baker. Um, was that the so, one you were always trying not to get, or was that Io Shirai? Uh, it was Riho. Io Shirai wrestles for NA, or for oh, WWE. Oh, Jesus. My bad. Yeah. NXT, right? So, My bad. Uh, Hikaru Shida is the one that I wanted. Riho was the one that... Riho, that's it, yeah. That was always there. And you and, still never got a Riho, huh? You son of no. a bitch. I collect the, the action figures of wrestlers I like, and I don't collect the ones, the wrestlers that I'm not a big fan of. Notice I don't have a Hulk Hogan figure back there either. Um, <laughs> so. Chair shot. Unprotected chair shot. Chair shot. Well, this definitely isn't a WWE oh, show geez. now. Imagine you freaking just randomly just knock knocks himself out. <laughs> uh, so we gotta go call nine one one. Thank you. Or I hit my ring light and my camera both. Yeah. Suddenly you're just your whole stream goes dark and we're like, um, Fabe, <laughs> are you there? JLB, can you close the show while I call nine one one for my friend? <laughs> yeah, because in Canada they don't have nine one one. Well, why would I call nine one one? He's much closer. He'll get a freaking thing. I'm going to get in Montreal. Uh, hi, I need you to call the 911. Well, while I am much closer, me calling 911 from my location would get a 911 that is not anywhere near. No. Fabe. No. Um, so. You have to be like, can you dispatch me to the dispatch for this area? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, there, there's a, a smaller town about two hours from here. Can you, can you patch me through the their dispatch? <laughs> um, I'd be like, give me the, give me the police in Nebraska, sir. Which county? Which which uh, city? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you guys have counties in Canada? No, I said counties because I know you fuckers do. Oh, that's impressive. What, what do you what have? Do you, parishes? What do you have parish or boroughs or boroughs? I guess. No. How many boroughs are there in Quebec? Uh, I want to say. Five, technically. Five boroughs in all of Quebec. I mean, there there's a lot of outside. 93 counties in Nebraska. And Nebraska as a oh, state has 2 I million mean, people. 1 million of them, or 1 million of them live in two of those counties. Yeah. And 1.3 million of them live in three of those counties. So the other 90 counties get to divide up 700,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There uh, are counties no. in Nebraska that have very, very, very few people in them. 504, I think, is the smallest right now. Mm -hmm. In an entire county. Jesus. About 504,000. 504 people. people. <laughs> Meaning at least 1% of the county is employed in a government elected position. Mm -hmm. Dirty. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So five, I think, is more Maine, where the majority of us live. Oh. And then you have the like the northern boroughs. Yeah. Uh. Oh Jesus! They call it a different. Oh, that's Quebec City, though. Hold on, that doesn't work because Quebec yeah, those City. People, is... Those fuckers don't count. They're in the really French area. Yeah. That. <laughs> Um, oh shit. So there's own sorry, there's just 19 boroughs in Montreal, technically. Oh. So yeah, we have a shit ton because Quebec is freaking huge. We're like Yeah, that's uh, why I was like five. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That's it. I clearly uh don't get out of my uh my little hibernation hole here. Um yeah, no, so we certainly have a lot. Smarks, did you uh, end up Googling it? Because uh, my Google is not working here. I, I Googled um, Arthur County, Nebraska has 434 people. 434, okay. In the that's the smallest right now. That is yep. the smallest right now. Yep, that's... It didn't used to be the smallest. Wait wait a second here. Wait, wait a second here. There's got to be two... There's Because according to Wikipedia, there are... It is the third third least populous county oh um so there's two the the county that that, uh uh districts count as counties for you guys no 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 districts districts are different than counties yes okay because we apparently have 78 electoral districts uh mcpherson county has 399 residents what's the county seat I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Here, here's. Um. Uh. Sort this by population. Yeah, McPherson, Blaine, Arthur. Tiny towns. McPherson County. Um, where's the information about this fucking thing? They had to have something for a county seat. Where did they put the courthouse? Well, yeah, I'm sure they do. It's just this website is... Okay, here we go. Uh, county seat is Tryon. Been to Tryon. There's, I don't think there's a clothing store there, so you can't try anything on there. Uh, 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 uh. Those are up in the same hills where apparently they didn't, they couldn't get along well enough to make a bigger county. Try on population ninety two. <sighs> Half of which are employed by the county. And that ninety two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's decreased by a hundred and fifty. Uh, decreased by forty one percent. Because it had 157 in the 2010 census. So it dropped by almost half. People die. They will merge counties soon. Anyway, I just was curious what you guys had. Here's a fun demographic uh, fact about it. Uh, The racial composition of Tryon is 100% white. Not a single other ethnicity in that. It's because they don't want to live there. Town? So it feels weird even calling that a town village. Ugh. 
I mean, it's yeah, incorporated, it's so it's village. a town, but. There's probably more people than that at the truck stop four miles from my house right now. There's a 65% rate of home ownership, which really surprises me because if there's only 97 people in the town... People are fucking renting there. There are people who are renting. There are, yeah. there are 33 people that are renting. In... Well, no, that's probably counting the kids. Yeah, true, but it's still... Uh, average home size is one and a half people, so it's not a lot of kids there. Jeez, oh, Pete. Sixty-one total households, and only sixty-five percent of the sixty-one are are homeowners. Are homeowners? Are homeowners. Damn it! Which means there's about somebody gouging the rest of those motherfuckers, yeah. keeping them there. Okay. Yeah. You ain't moving. You're going to pay 600 a month for this shitty little house. I can't afford to move to another town. <laughs> I'm locked into a eight-year contract. Now, on that on that side note, they are only about 30 minutes away from a town of 10,000 people. So, Yeah. Mm. They can do but, stuff. Whereas anyways. in Arthur, you are an hour from anything. My my father was one of those people who could uh, name uh, every county by their number. Ah. And I never, that was a a skill that I never was able to get. But my dad. Those are no longer accurate. my, My dad could just be like, boom, you know. Oh, 14 County, Adams County. I'm gonna, no, 65 County, Box Butte County. 72 County? Oh, that's Chase County. He could throw out names like Nance County. Uh, like Nance County. Oh, do you know do you know that who that's named after? Nancy Bush? Nope. Duh. Nancy nope. Reagan, sorry. Nope, also not. Right. It is named after fourth governor of Nebraska, Albinus Nance. That was funny, dude. I didn't think it was actually Nancy Reagan. Jeez. Yeah. Albinus Nance. Albinus. We had a governor named Albinus. This is the fourth one. He was the fourth one, yep. It's also uh, 58 County. So no one cares about Nebraska. Can we talk about wrestling? I, I think we're ready to close the podcast. Yeah, well. we're ready to close the podcast. I mean, you, you were the one who wanted to talk WWE, something no one else cares about. So well, I figured we'd well, I mean, So go for Nebraska. Okay, let's go. So we're closing. Sure. That's what we're doing. We'll close All up right. now. That's Jesus. fine. We already <laughs> talked about shit no one cares about. So thank you. All <laughs> At least fifty percent of our listeners are still listening right now, and so yeah, good sign that uh, yeah. our live listeners, fifty percent yeah. of our live listeners, are still listening. So fifty percent of them want to listen to this stuff about Nebraska. Yeah. So smart. Is your mom still on here? Is that what's going on? <laughs> oh no, we're way past she's, her bedtime. Yeah, she asleep. She our new Twitch viewer. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, chilling on Twitch. I was watching them streamers she... playing GTA, and figured I'd give you a shot. <laughs> My mom loves watching people mow down hookers. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck just happened? Nothing like a hooker mow down. Eehaw. Not that 
anyone goes hee haw anymore. Man, but you know, I, well, if they're mowing down hookers, they do. <laughs> what other way do you express your excitement? In Nance County, hookers? Nebraska. Yeah. Also, the place my ex-wife lives. So you know, we know there's at least one hooker to mow down there. Now, Polk oh, County, shit. Nebraska. <laughs> Polk County, Nebraska was named after a president. Oh, I thought you were going to say a hooker. Taft. Yeah. Um, I I cannot say whether James K. Polk was a hooker, but he was the 11th president. Oh, snap. Nice. And he only ran for one term. He chose not to run for re-election. Since we're talking about useless shit, fun little fact. In in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, McGill University actually withholds uh, the majority of the um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? But the lineage of uh, Abraham Lincoln holds a lot of his uh, books, and they have like a whole library uh, with a lot of his stuff. A, a library, thought, oh, library. Shut up. <laughs> library with a lot of his stuff. Uh, what and- the Axia is it a pretty big library? It is a pretty big library, actually. But no, I just thought that was interesting how a Canadian a Canadian in Quebec university has a good chunk of uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, history. Well, got, they got to grab the glory where they can. And on that note, we are going <laughs> to close the book on the wrestling booking unit. If you joined Fuck. us for the live show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are live streaming now on Twitch. So every Sunday night and Tuesday night on Facebook, uh, uh, YouTube, and Twitch, you can catch the show. Uh, if you want to watch it on the replay, YouTube or Facebook are the better way to do that because Twitch eventually deletes them and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But, yeah, join us on one of those. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitch if you're if you're a Twitch watcher. Uh, that would be great there. You can also follow us on all the social medias. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, just like you see right down there. Right. Uh, link is going to be in the doobly-doo for that. Um, link to pretty much everything is going to be in the doobly-doo, so you can do that. You can follow DA Fabe at... DA... Sorry, hold on. DA Vincent K. Fabe. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. And yeah, you can and follow... You can piss at podcasts. Yeah. Sure. Hey, hey, look at that. Nice. You can follow JLB at... You can follow me at JLB420. Real Talk Radio Go is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm, though, slash RTR is where you can find all the links. I think I have a link tree up now, but either way, all the links will be down in the doobly-doos where we talk a little bit about everything, uh, video games, movies, all that fun kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's it. Back to you guys. But yeah, so on or that note, uh, like I said, we've got the <laughs> merch store, so you can head to the merch store. Links in the doobly doo, but it's rawandorderwbu.myspreadshop.com. You can get shirts like the Pissant Podcast shirt, or the Sasha Bear shirt, or the Autograph shirt, or uh, the best or worst pay per view of the year shirt. So you can support or. Um, um, talk smack about a pay-per-view or the generic ass podcast merch shirt um, or you know soon uh, meaty podcasty goodness uh, shirt yeah the JLB is a horse shirt you can get that too 
Uh, so you can check that out. Um, it's also on the Facebook, but easiest to just go to the, my spread shop. Sean. I think I might so. need to get another Link is in the doobly-doo shirt. I mm-hmm. you think I've misplaced that. Yeah. I think I think we need to... If you get a JLB as a whore shirt, go ahead and draw sunglasses on it. Because <laughs> he's going to do that it's uh his picture is kind of sunglassy looking in it is it just the nature of turning it into into uh the picture for it makes them yeah i guess they're pretty clear looking uh just because of uh uh your prescription they kind of look googly eyed see all you gotta do is just draw oh wait that's the big net shirt I don't know. Did oh, I, did I, no, JLB's a whore doesn't have anything. Yeah, JLB's just a whore doesn't have a picture on it. Never mind. You can just have shades down at the bottom. Yep. Anyway, that link is so all bright. in the doobly-doo, so you can check that out all there. Uh, but make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Give us five stars on whatever platform you use. Um, five. Five. And we will be back in a couple days with our Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Bye.